Welcome to Our Sleeve Live podcast, hosted by Kelly and Mel, two lifelong friends who took control of their lives by having gastric sleeve surgery five years apart. This podcast is really for you, our listeners, whether you're pre-op, post-op, maintaining, being a support person, or maybe none of these. But this is your podcast. Now it's time for the show. Welcome back, everyone. We're back with another episode of Our Sleep Life. That's right. And today we have a very special guest on our show. Yeah. Kim um, had plastics done, which if you don't know what plastics are, it's plastic surgery. Yep. um, After she had weight loss. Yeah, I had a tummy tuck. That's what we call it in my world now. The yeah. doll world. The, the doll, doll world. <laughs> is that what it is? Yeah, once you have your surgery, you're considered a doll. So um, I'm an Ortega doll. That's my doctor, followed by the doll. Awesome. Oh, interesting. Because you've been stitched up, so now you become a doll, right? Yep. Is that the thing? That's kind of cool. Yeah. And you're to your standards of whatever doll that may be, but you're a doll. That's awesome. Oh, I, I see. Love it. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Um, so we want to know basically where you started with your weight loss and then how you got to plastic, plastic surgery. Yeah. Like what's your why? And maybe like, I still, I don't think we gave her name. Did she say her name? Or you, Kim, I'm Kimberly. Kim. Yeah. Kim, I call you Kim. Yeah. I always call you Kim. Kimberly. Okay. Yeah. I do prefer so, Kimberly. So we kind of want some stats Kimberly. on you. Yeah. Some stats. Like, oh, yeah. So my story going long, long, long ago back yeah. in massage school is where I learned about health and how our body should be. Okay. And I was definitely not there. In fact, during massage school, I um, found out my liver was shutting down and I was oh. dying in a way. I was getting ultrasounds every other month. Wow. Seeing that my liver was scarring over. And that was just because I was so overweight that the protein wouldn't balance right in my body. And it was just like killing my liver off. Whoa. Yeah. I don't have the bestest liver either. So I can't take like ibuprofen, Tylenol, like Mm. not supposed to drink. Yep. Which we're the same way. Yeah. Well, we can take Tylenol, but we can't take ibuprofen. Yeah, no. After surgery. So it's it's a downfall that I was coming into. I Mm -hmm. had two kids and I figured out the only way to reverse. It was non-alcoholic fatty liver disease is what I was diagnosed with. Okay. Okay. And the only thing to do to reverse it was to lose weight. Oh, okay. And I could do that because it's just a number that I can control after learning. Good job. What the body should be doing. Yeah. So, so massage school kind of it was my wake up that. call. Yeah. It really was. Um, so I had an AMP professor and he kind of talked me through like the proper proteins and foods that you should be eating and just kind of breaking down life in general. And then they also pushed a book um, that today is like my little Bible that I keep to me. And it's called Food Rules by Michael Pollan. Oh, okay. Okay. And it's literally like just page after page of just simple rules that are just helpful shopping on the outside of the grocery store. Yes, I've heard of that one. Yep, yep. And so it's just kind of like a refresher on what to do. Don't eat anything that comes through a window fast food wise, because Mm -hmm. why would you trust someone wearing a hairnet to make your food? Oh, okay. (laughs) Which makes a lot of sense. (laughs) I mean, if they're going to have to take all these precautions, mine as well. Just it's do it yourself. Do it yourself. Mm -hmm. Okay. But life does happen. And so I I am not really a fast food person just because I'm gluten free. I also went gluten free during that time frame. And to me, that made a huge difference on um, kind of like 
sparking everything for me. Mm. Um, I don't have celiac disease, thank goodness. I yes. just have um, an intolerance, an allergy, I guess, to okay. gluten. Mm. It does okay. not agree with me at all. Oh, okay. It's sick. Well, and like probably gross. worn as you go, now that you've gone completely gluten-free, if you eat it now, it probably makes you way sicker because you've gone so long without it. Yeah, I'm like down for a good two days. Whoa. Oh, wow. And I can feel it lingering in my system for a good three to five. Wow. So before you lost weight, did you could you tell that at all? Did you no, know what was I happening? Mean, I kind of had like brain frog and the I didn't have the best gut. I almost thought I had IBS. Okay. Oh. It was, I was like an apple shape, very belly heavy, and so I just thought I had digestive problems, maybe. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but it turns out gluten is kind of like a digestive problem because it affects your intestines and things like that. Wow. It, it makes it inflamed, right? Yeah, yeah it makes your gut inflamed. And, yeah. Which um, isn't good for your body no. at all. No, we no don't process it very well. And so I eliminated it. Per my AMP teacher and my chiropractor, she kind of pushed me on that too. Um, and the first thirty days, I lost about forty pounds. Wow! Water That's weight, crazy. inflammation, and just feeling the betterness. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I bet like just being able to like get out and do things more and more probably felt really great. Yeah, I don't my, know if that was a thing or not, but I know that was for one uh, for us. I was more awake and alert, and I was able to pay attention better in school and have a better endurance for massage therapy because. So physical. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're <laughs> on your feet all day, every day. And That's... you don't realize how much pressure you apply mm-hmm. to a body and how much that wears on your body yeah. and your joints. And gluten does affect joints as well. So mm-hmm. a whole lot of things just came into light during that time in my life. And uh, in the middle of massage school, I actually became pregnant. Oh, wow. Yeah, That's that was so wow. crazy. I was like, are you kidding me? I want a donut. (laughs) (laughs) And you're like, nope, you're gluten-free now. So that really pushed my weight loss as well. I mean, I I learned how to do my own baking. And with that book, it also suggested that if you're craving something sweet, make it yourself and realize how much effort you have to put into it. Oh, that's a good rule. And you're like, it's not really worth it at that point. Yeah. And then you're like, a cup of sugar? A cup of sugar? Yeah. Not good. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to put a cup of sugar. Yeah, in my once you yeah. master yeah. it out, it's yeah. kind of interesting um, because I love baking. So, like when I when I go to pour it in my head, I'm like, "Well, that's a cup of sugar over a whole cake sheet. That's totally fine. <laughs> I've only eaten a quarter of that. Yeah, but no, it's still like hella bad. Yeah, so yeah. I try to have that, but then I was like, even a tablespoon of sugar, like. Just if I were to put that in my mouth and mm. chew on it, that's my oh, analogy gosh. that I'm going into that cake. Oh, gotcha. gotcha. So I'm going to chew on that tablespoon of sugar. <laughs> no. You bake a lot of gluten-free, though. I do bake a lot of gluten-free. And she's actually won awards for her gluten-free Ooh, cookies. Oh, really? Cookies and my cake. Yes. That's so, exciting. Tell us more. <laughs> I do like to eat some mm-hmm. sweets and so... When I was pregnant, I craved all those delicious bad things that I couldn't have. And I've turned it into gluten-free. I mastered it. Okay. And I won first place at the Oregon State Fair my first year entering into a non-gluten-free category. Yeah. Wow. That's Nobody impressive. knew. I was like, I did it. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> well, what'd you make? Just chocolate chip cookies. Classic chocolate chip cookies is what I did. The gluten-free. And wow. I took the science behind it because gluten-free is a science. Okay. Because you have to replace certain things with other things. You're you're taking out the gluten, which is the protein that binds 
everything. It's gluten translates to like the glue of everything. Oh. So it makes it stay together. When you take it out, gluten-free is brittle and it falls apart and tastes like cardboard. Got it. Okay. <laughs> so I was able to figure out what is a good substitute, trial and error, trial and error. I remember the first time I made, I made brownies and I actually um, made my ex-brother-in-law break out into a rash all over his chest. Oh, oh no. Why? You poisoned him. I'm like, it was that easy? Oh. <laughs> I love it. No, he was just, allergic to? I have no idea. We have no idea. He was the only one that broke out. And so I was like, that really took me a step back for gluten-free. Yeah, I bet. I was like, what is it? What's the science? And I think maybe it was just too much rice, he flour. I'm not sure. We don't hmm. ever know if, but... I guess That's you don't want to like, try it out again. Like, like, yeah. Hey. So Let's I not scratch that brownie recipe. <laughs> yeah. 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 It didn't yeah. taste good either. And that's the thing with gluten free. It's like it doesn't taste good. And right. I was able to have this good support system mm-hmm. and they were able to help trial and error. Okay. What's the support system you got? I had my ex's family behind me at the yeah. time. Okay. Yes. Okay. Very nice. So. Very nice. Like, it supports no matter where it comes from. Like, yeah. It's very important. So. Well, and back to when you said the gluten is the glue. Mm-hmm. That makes me think of, like, no wonder it kind of gums up your system. I because mean, you're I'm not a technically doctor, a glute. scientist, but yeah. to me, like what you're saying, it yeah. kind of makes sense. It makes complete that's sense. A, that's why it sticks to your body. Mm-hmm. Gluing on, man. It's gluing on. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it does. That's where we get all those little fat pockets. Oh, yeah. True. So, have you ever tried cupping? So weird. Have you ever heard she of that? Does cupping. It's amazing. Yeah. Does it work? How's it feel? I need to know. Well, I mean, cupping's not there to do for cellulite. I am actually trained in liposage, which oh. does help contour the body and shape yes. with proper diet and exercise. Nice. <laughs> it's nice. supposed to be an alternative to plastic surgery. Okay. Um, but so there's there's a pros and cons. It definitely can work, but when I had six pounds of skin removed, and I guess we'll get to that later, but yes. that's not something a massage can take care of. Right, so, yeah. right. Yeah. yeah, there's like certain areas that just massage can't do. I feel like when you're like just toning a little bit, maybe it's yes. different than like pounds Pounds of skin. Of skin. Yeah. Yeah. It would have to be. But yeah. the cupping. So what is that for? Why do people do cupping? A cupping has a lot of great benefits when it comes to just moving the body. and. What the hell is cupping? Yeah, what is cupping? Uh, a cupping is applying silicone cups. Um, that's what I use. There's glass cups that's more for acupuncture. So I do the silicone cupping. It's just taking a cup to the body and suctioning it and then moving it up and down with oil. And actually, ah. I do that for my scar okay. because it helps break up adhesions and um, move fluids around. Got it, got it, got it. So and it's supposed to make the cellulite go away? Is that what I was been told? There's different types of movements and things okay. like that. There's just different patterns. It's going to help bring blood flow and break up things. So you could get that benefit, but it's not going to be a permanent, permanent unless you keep going at it. Unless you keep exercising and yeah, doing diet your and diet. exercise. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. It's not cool, the cool. cure-all, but it definitely can help tone and firm because it's bringing up things and breaking things down. It's a great alternative. You can see bruises or it looks like bruises. That's mm-hmm. what but it's just bringing, it's, it's like the a toxins. Hickey. Yeah, it's bringing the toxins it's up to shaw. skin. It's a yeah. It's actually called, I, I can't believe I called it bruise. I'm actually like cringing <laughs> in my head. Like, you said that? <laughs> it's not a bruise because it's not damaging the tissue. Okay. It's not damaging the tissue. Because that's really what important. bruises That's do. what bruises are. It's damaging okay. the tissue. So you see a shaw, which is a bruise-like appearance. Got it's it. not a bruise. Okay. Um, and it's just a shaw, which is dredging the skin of impurities. 
And how long does that last? It can last up to a week. Oh, wow. Okay. So sometimes you'll see like the suction cup marks, like an octopus. Yeah, that's actually what I saw on my girlfriend on uh, Facebook. And I was like, what the hell? (laughs) What did you do to yourself? It's amazing. Okay. And so I actually do use that for plastic surgery and uh, my my scar tissue and to kind of help give me movement. Um, nice. so and you've been doing that since you had surgery, like since it was healed. As, yeah, yeah, yeah. As yeah. soon as it was healed. Yeah. Um, for those of you that are wondering why she knows so much about this, is Kimberly's a massage therapist. Oh, also, yes. sorry. Yes, I am a so, you, massage you said, something, you said something in the beginning. A little massage bit. school, but yeah. Oh, yeah. There we go. Gotcha. Um, so she is licensed to do these yes. procedures. I guess which would, would you call them a procedure? I'm certified to do that type of technique. Technique. There you go. And um, her business is called Cherry City Massage. And so she is in Salem, Oregon. So if you guys are in Salem, Oregon and need a massage therapist, look her up. Yeah. Because she's amazing. We'll tag her. Yes. And we'll tag her. So you will definitely see her business page um, by the time this episode goes live. So a little further back, how, how big were you when this whole started? So after having my son after massage school, that was not my biggest. Okay. Even though I was doing massage, or my massage school went gluten free, diet and exercise, it was still my biggest. Okay. Um, it was about two fifty five, two sixty. Okay. All right. And, and then what do you really now? It was really hard to see that. I saw that at my mom's wedding. Yeah. Oh. That's when it kind of like I thought I was doing good. Mm. And then you just kind of kicked it up a notch. That's when I added in the elliptical. So that's oh. when I really. Jumped on board with the exercise because I felt better. I was able to move more. And so I took advantage of that and I kept pushing myself 15 minutes, 30 minutes, and I do 45 minutes to an hour each day. Dang, girl. Yeah. I was going to be dedicated because, like I said in the beginning, it was a number I could change. My life was on the line. Yeah. And that's a big... I'm the big motivator. motivator. Yeah. <laughs> we record a lot together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, it just reminds me of like how intense I used to get when I would work yeah. out because like I was going like two a days doing two hours, like going nuts. Stair steppers was my favorite. It's a row machine. Oh my God. I love me. Stair the row steppers. <laughs> but like, yeah, like once you're in it, you kind of just like keep going, you keep going because you, you, you get really focused in mm-hmm. that you control everything. And that felt great. Yep. It was something I could control. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And we we know specifically when when you give up something, then you have to find something to replace it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that is like a transfer addiction mm-hmm. or you find something healthy to replace that with. So you're taking out the bad food and then you're replacing it with an elliptical machine or definitely a give and take yeah. relationship yeah. Yeah. And, and i would still have the sweets every once in a while i would limit like a taste of it it was mm. more rewarding to bake it and give it away oh totally just, like, that's awesome i did that yeah um but again i would taste it and then i was like okay that's an extra 15 or five minutes i gotta uh, burn those off and i it. always be like if i want it i can reward myself but then after a while it just didn't taste it and so i'd quit baking and then uh. I would just continue working out, and that's where I would rather. Nice. nice. That's so awesome. I'm at 155 is where I about I stay. That you, that's pretty much where you stay at. And what's your workout mm-hmm. routine now? I still have the elliptical, and I try my hardest to get on for about a half an hour a day. But because I'm so active with massage, mm-hmm. oh yeah, um, I'm lucky to sit down. So I kind of count that as my exercise. Yes. But yeah. then I'm still active after work with the kids because I have four kids now. Yes. Wow. 
And what are the age ranges on that? My oldest is 14, then I have a nine-year-old, seven-year-old, and my daughter is five. So three boys and a girl. Yes. Awesome. Finally got your girl at the end. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she she actually shocked us. We didn't find out the gender until she was born. Oh. So I'm like, we're having a boy. <laughs> You're like, I already know. <laughs> so when she was a girl, it's like, I think that's a girl. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Like, no penis. We're good to go. Um, Finally got um, it. So once, how long ago did you hit your um, goal weight? I hit my goal weight when my daughter turned a year. So that was 2016. Okay. And then when did you decide that plastic surgery was where you wanted to go? I was in denial for a good year and a half. Yeah. I said, I'm not going to do plastic surgery. I didn't do any type of um, surgical procedure to lose my weight. So Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm not doing that. I'm going to stick with where I was at. Okay. Just Massage school kind of was like all natural. I mean, that's Yeah, phase, 100% natural. Just, yep. I yep. wasn't even using shampoo or conditioner for my hair. So, <laughs> wow. <laughs> this is an all natural phase for sure. We each yeah. have those phases. Yes. Oh. oh, for sure. I swear I didn't stink. Essential oil. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone kept telling me, I'm not going to get rid of the roll because I had like the, the panty. Yeah. The apron, I guess is what we call it. Because the doctor before I went in procedure, he's like, is there anything you want to say about this? I'm like, yeah, I'm ready to hang up my apron. Oh, <laughs> nice. That's cute. Very nice. I like it. But, so the apron, um, when everyone told me that no matter how hard I work out, I'm still going to have that unless I wanted surgery. And so then mm. the little birdie got in my ear and I went to Facebook. I went to Instagram. I joined those surgery pages and mm. they were amazing. Yeah. Amazing. I recommend it 100% because that's where I found my doctor. Yes. Oh, wow. That's awesome. The name kept coming up. And so I, it took me two years to actually pull the trigger on finding. Now, you went to a surgeon here in town to ask questions, right? Yeah. So once the birdie was in my ear, I was like, okay, let's see what we have to do. What? Let's get this ball rolling mm-hmm. and then get a professional opinion. And I went to a plastic surgeon in town and... He destroyed me and not in like my body kind of shame. It was like, oh, you've only lost a weight for a year. You're going to gain it back. Oh, so they were. I hate that. I was like, way to be motivated. Watch me. You watch me. Very supportive there, doctor. Just lost some business for that. Yeah. And he was like, oh, I would say your breast volume is about um, um, equal to a butter cube. What? What? I'm like, leave my butter cubes alone. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah, Yeah. because I was looking at maybe having breasts done at the time. Boobs. I was just going to like, what would be the mommy makeover? That's what we call it. Mommy makeover, boobs and tummy. Oh, I've thought about that. Yeah. Melanie's still on the fence I'm still on the fence. Yeah. The tummy tuck I'm I'm coming around on because of you and this other girlfriend that I know. I have talked all good stuff about it. So I'm like, hmm. We'll see. I don't know yet. <laughs> but I've been twiddling around decision. with it. Uh, yeah. And I've been twiddling around with it for like a couple of years. I've like yeah. watched a lot of like transformations and they all seem great. I just don't know. I don't know why. It's just scary. It's it totally is scary. And yeah. even the after effects, I'm not going to lie. Like I'm numb. My belly is not. I don't I don't feel natural in a way because I'm just so foreign still. Like, have you had an epidural at all? Yeah. Mm hmm. That's kind of how, like, a little bit of my belly feels. Oh. That's interesting. I didn't interesting. know that. Huh. Is that normal? Totally. 
because I was cut from past my hip bone to hip bone. I guess we're jumping all over the page here. It's okay. That's that's how we do things on this uh, podcast. Okay. We'll get you back. Yeah. Okay. So how about about we'll just go back now? So so I would say basically, okay, so you said that you're in denial. Yes. Once the birdie was in my ear, I did the research and then I fell in love with, I wanted that body. I wanted that freedom to wear a bikini. Okay. And so back to the doctor in Salem. Yes. Um, he would only do the anchor cut, and I can't remember what it's called, like the fleur de lis or the da, da, okay. da. FDL is how I FDL. see it all the time okay. abbreviated. Okay, so I've I'm seen like, that a few times. Yeah, that's an anchor cut. So it's from under the breastbone, and it goes down to your pubic area, and then you'd have the normal like tummy tuck okay. from hip to hip. Whoa, that's and a they, lot of pull it all in, and you would get that perfect hourglass, but. I wouldn't be able to wear a bikini comfortably if I wanted no scarring to show. Exactly. Right, because and that, that was important to me. I'm going to be vain. Yeah. Well, I mean, if your you're, body. If, yeah, it's, number one, it's your body. And number two, if you're going to get this surgery done, you might as well get it the way you fucking want. Well, exactly. Like, exactly. Like, you're paying for this shit. You yeah. better get what you want. Exactly. So after he insulted me and then told me the only way that he was going to do it. And then the quote that he gave me. Yeah, it was well, expensive, it was wasn't it? Twenty thousand oh dollars. Damn, that's I was like, like uh, heart attack right there. Jeez. Yeah. Okay, like, and I get that's that's what people pay. It's 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 normal. So like, yeah, you people pay that. It's normal. Yes, me, Mama Four. I'm willing to travel. Yeah. <laughs> so those Facebook pages and those mm-hmm. surgery groups, a lot of them were the travel surgeries. You save the money because of the malpractice insurance isn't required in that state. Oh, wow. And I'm still talking about the United States. I don't feel comfortable traveling outside the United States um, just because I hear health insurance just gets a little bit more complicated if if you do have any complications coming back oh. and then getting treated. I saw a lot of girls because when I did my research, I also joined the pages that I could. I don't think they allow you to now, like the botch surgeries. No. I wanted to get the whole picture. Well, yeah, you want to be completely prepared. Exactly. And I remember venting to you. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Oh, God, the stories I have before my surgery would put you to tears. Yes. <laughs> the botch ones. Well, and up until, what, the week before, she was still days. on the fence. I almost canceled, like, days. I almost didn't go the very... Mm-hmm. Because there was um, a flesh-eating bacteria that was happening at the surgery centers. Oh. And whoa. especially the mm-hmm. surgery center I was going to. Whoa. So it's like, mm-hmm. risk your life or have this surgery because you're vain. Yeah. I'm not that vain, but I did do it. <laughs> well, but I mean, you also put a lot of money, time. You took the time off your business. Like there was a long, like there was a lot of that you did to get ready for this. So I completely understand why you didn't. Yeah. And I told you like, either way, it's okay. Like if either you cancel way. it, you're okay. Yeah. And if you go through with it, you're okay. I became prepared. So mm-hmm. I was That's ready good. for any ifs, if. If I were to get any type of infection, I would have plan A, B, and C. Awesome. Um, so you just planned for everything. Everything. At that point, I was dedicated. Mm-hmm. I was on that plane ready to go. All right. Where well, and I feel go? like if you're doing plastic surgery, I think that's the only way to do it. Be prepared, completely prepared for what's going to happen. You better be. <laughs> because I don't think you can go into it blind. No. But, oh my goodness, girls I think, do. Yeah, I think yeah. a lot of people do. Oh. That just scares me to not know. So I'm just saying that if you're into it, like, look at all angles. Yeah. So where did you end up going? 
Uh, the name that came up was Dr. Ortega, and he is in Miami. Okay. So I flew to Miami, Florida. Yep. That's kind of cool. I yeah. love me and my Miami. <laughs> <laughs> it is amazing there. I have been there a couple times. Okay. Um, so I had a little bit familiar of the city. I stayed there for two weeks. And see, Miami. I went, I also had Surgery Sisters. So Surgery Sisters, I found s- other girls on Facebook okay. that shared the same surgery day as me with oh. the same doctor. Oh, wow. Yeah. How cool. And That's pretty so, cool. We actually reached out months in advance, and so we were talking the whole entire time, preparing each other, getting questions ready for the doctor, and and what our expectations were, and just another support system from afar that didn't know me, but was going into the same thing, so... And you definitely recommend doing that if you... If you can, yeah, yeah. reach out. Because a lot of girls will do that, and then I also was part of another exclusive for surgery in July, because my Mm -hmm. date was July 24th, almost a year. Wow. That's exciting. That's so cool. So so quick. So So quick. quick. It always Mm -hmm. does. It seems like life just, like when you're happy, just life just goes by a little bit quicker. You're like, oh, wow. Okay. We're almost at a year. Okay. I'm good. (laughs) I'm good with that. So after, so let's bring it to day of surgery. What happened? Well, I think we should go a little bit further back to, oh. I paid 5500 for my That's surgery. Oh, How yeah. much was your yeah. surgery? Cost. I had um, a ex- super extended tummy tuck, which goes past hip bone to hip bone. Mm-hmm. I had lipo to both of the flanks, so the sides. Okay. Give me a little bit contour. I didn't have much lipo to take out because I worked my booty off. Yes. Uh, I don't have a booty. We'll go. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I had muscle repair. So they did corsetting from breastbone to pubic bone. Wow. Stitching up my abs from children and just being overweight pulling on that. Yeah. How and that crazy. creates more of the hourglass shape. Okay. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I chose to go to Miami because he did like a Brazilian tummy tuck. So it's super low. And it's very much hidden. Oh, okay. I've seen a lot of doctors that they're like an inch or two below the belly button oh and uh, okay that's that's okay no, yeah that's good that's, that's, i mean you get your apron gone but again i'm a little bit more vain i wanted to wear that bikini mm-hmm. and i don't think it's vain i think yeah. you just have certain standards you want <laughs> and that's totally fine I, I i like having standards it's i don't think it's a vain no, thing, no. Vanity vain, thing. I feel like vain means like it's a bad thing, and I don't feel like any of this is a bad thing. No, you just knew yeah. what you wanted, and you weren't going to get any less than what I you wanted. I definitely didn't want to settle. Yeah. There was a certain image in my head that I want to achieve, and that's what I was searching for. Because there was yeah. another doctor in town that um, his tummy tuck scar is good. It's just not as low as what I was wanting. So I didn't go to him. Okay. Well, and you feel, you felt comfortable going to Miami. I did. Oddly enough, I never even met the doctor. I didn't meet the doctor until the day I went under. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah. We can go to now. Okay. All right. (laughs) So now we're in Miami, everybody. And uh, (laughs) so the day of surgery, you meet your doctor or your surgeon for the first time. Well, I had pre-op the day before. Okay. The, I'm so glad I did my research. Um, I ended up taking my ex-husband with me and um, instead of hiring a nurse. And we met up with the surgery sisters the night before pre-op and got to meet them for the first time. Which is and exciting. It was very exciting to actually put faces to the, the text messages. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. How cool. 
Uh-huh. That was nice. And so we went into the surgery group together and we were waiting and waiting and waiting. The place that we picked, we knew what we were in for. We waited probably about four hours before we did our pre-op, but we wow. had to be there at that time. Wow. That's crazy to be there that long. Pre-op, we did all the pictures. We did a urine test because you can't have any nicotine in your system, any drugs, anything like that. So once you pass all the tests, you get your clearance and you get your surgery time. So literally, I was going into surgery almost blind. Because at this point, I paid for my surgery, Mm $5,500. I flew down to Miami. I'm in a hotel. And I meet my doctor the next day at 530 in the morning. Wow. Yeah, that's scary. That's yeah. a little that's a little nerve-wracking. So, the week before I was freaking out for sure. I had a lot of but sports system. Yes. And I got my time 5:30. I arrived and met my doctor. I remember him having I don't even remember really what he looks like now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I remember having Starbucks and I just wanted to ask what is in your drink cuz I wanted it so bad. I had a fast for I was like, what are the rules? 18 hours. Okay. The last time I could eat was 4 the night before. Wow. Yeah, we got out of pre-op at 3.30. So, okay, it was, I'm hungry, let's eat. Yeah. <laughs> so, did you fly from Oregon to Florida, like, same day, and then you were going to, like, did you get to stay overnight, at least, at the hotel, or? Yeah, there's rules that you have to follow. So, okay. if you're flying in from out of state, you have to be there for at least two days because of the change in the flight and everything. It affects your cardiovascular system. Okay. Oh. And so you don't want to be at Jeopardy for surgery when you're going under. So you have to be in town for two days before you can have surgery. Yes. Which is kind of nice because then you got to enjoy Florida a little bit. Yeah. I mean, we prepared ourselves. So we went shopping. We got all the things that we couldn't fit into the suitcase. And when I mean shopping, we got just a hotel room that was not even a kitchenette. It was basic hotel room okay i made sure we got two beds mm-hmm. because i didn't want my husband in bed with me i wanted to be able to um not have anyone but me i was going to be in pain oh like, yeah don't be careful yeah your yeah. Bed. yeah i think that's totally normal i think that's what i would want yeah i'm like my husband but yeah no i wouldn't want <laughs> no. anybody i would want to be just be able to sit like no. Yeah. And you yeah. would think they would be nervous too be like i don't want to accidentally hurt her touch her like uh, yeah yeah. He was kind of like trying. Yeah. But we also got a different bedspread. So if I got blood on anything, I went to get like a hotel charge and I got a um, mattress protector. I was Smart. trying to be so diligent as much as I can. And I, I mean, my shopping list of things to get was like significant once we landed in Florida. So having that day there to prepare myself and get the things I needed was good. Okay. Now, was that a list that you got off of your support groups? Like, yes. Is that, I okay, took notes over, I mean, two years of doing this, I was like, okay, this is a good antibacterial. This is what they want us to use, a saline spray after washing. Like, my list was huge. And a lot of things I did order from Amazon, too. Yeah. And I actually shipped it to the hotel, so it was waiting. Like, Which a, is a smart. Walker. Yeah, super smart. Like, things that you wouldn't really think of, the support group was there to tell you, like, bitch, you need this. Okay. That's awesome. awesome. A shiwi? Yeah. Because oh. who wants to sit down after, like, you just had your... Yeah. Middle half. Yes, I've been wanting to shiwi for so long. You don't even understand. <laughs> and Eric is always on me, like we're not getting you a shiwi. I'm like, if we're fucking going camping ever again, I want a fucking shiwi. I carry I my shiwi with me when I go on ro- long road trips because if Smart. I have four kids, bad bladder. Yep. <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, pull over. I need to go potty, and I just whip it out. 
I whip out my shiwi and I, I can go potty. <laughs> Off-roading, I whip out my shiwi. Motorcycling. I, yeah, you, shiwi. Shiwi's work. Right. in your glove box. Like, it's your best friend. So it totally works then. Yeah. Okay. And, and you once you get used to it. Once you got, did you get on Amazon? Yeah. Nice. Okay. I got the piece. Now he's like, I'm going on after. I'm doing it. I'm I've been looking one. at a shiwi forever. Like, I didn't get the brand shiwi. I got pea style because it was a firmer hold. And then you can scoop yourself clean. <laughs> okay. Oh, interesting. Things that and you would you never think it. about. <laughs> yeah, then you wash and you're good to go. You're good to go. Oh, I love it. it. So okay, good. It's a good tip. It's a good <laughs> tip. Because I wouldn't even think about something like that for, like, even having plastic surgery. I would, I just would be like, oh, you just sit and pee. Like One of the girls suggested it. I'm like, that's a $10 gamble. Yeah. Done. Worth yeah. it. Yeah. It's worth it. Mm-hmm. And it sounds and like you got good use yeah, out of it. I did. More than 10 because yeah. I would even take it with me when I'd go out into stores. It, because I was tired after a while of being housebound after surgery. Mm-hmm. And it was nice to be able to be have my independence without yeah. having someone like lift me off the toilet. Okay. Yep. That makes sense. So... Yeah, uh, day of surgery. <laughs> okay, so we're day here. Day of surgery. <laughs> All right. Have everything set up. I had my Instapot is one thing that I really suggest having. As if you're okay. going to be doing this at distance. But it was traveling. Helpful. Yeah. Cook your meals without, because you want to have low sodium. That was one thing that my doctor pushed. Low sodium, high protein, low sodium. Okay. So kind of just the, just the same as our weight loss that's, yeah. I mean, that's basically what we are, low sodium, high protein. Yeah. I was very much advised to stay away from cheese, which was a sad face for me. That oh, is that's a sad hard day. for me. That's yes. a sad day. It has a lot of sodium in it, and then it also will block you up, which you don't want after surgery. Yeah, so things you also have to consider is your diet. Okay. And that's also the surgery support groups. And the doctor kind of, like, brushed a little bit, and he was... Had some rules that they wanted you to follow, and that's how I got all of that in pre-op when I signed my life away. Okay. Oh, Marcus just sent me a link to the shiwi. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, so I had to chuckle. There it is. I got yeah. it online too. <laughs> I just had to chuckle about that. So good job, Marcus. Thank you, Marcus. <laughs> Day of surgery, meeting my doctor. Um, he kind of asked me what my expectations were, and I told him that I wanted, you know, the hourglass figure low as possible, make sure it's hidden. And mm-hmm. um he told me to, when he was marking me up, this was just the weirdest thing, like to pull my skin as high as I could. Okay. I like to cradle it. And then he did a mark from my pelvic, um, hip bone to hip bone. And then he went about three inches above my belly button, my normal belly button. Okay. Wow. So he told me it was 24 inches high lengthwise and 24 inches. Wow. With, with that he was taken away? Yes. So two feet. feet. On each side. Uh-huh. It would come out to be six pounds is what. Wow. That is a lot of skin. A lot of extra skin that I didn't, I was in denial for mm-hmm. a long time. Mm-hmm. That was causing me back pain after a while. Yeah. Well, yeah, because it's all sitting right in your core. So I completely, well, not to mention you had four kids. Four kids so and a couple core car accidents already... really threw off my back. Mm-hmm. And to have that extra weight was, it was making me more miserable trying to work, and take care of life. And so six pounds gone. And then I think it was a little about 2.2 pounds-ish of lipo fat that was taken out. Okay. So. Yeah, because you did lipo and... The tummy tuck. The, the tummy tuck. Yeah. yeah. Now, do they offer that or do you have to ask for the lipo? It's a combo pack down there in Miami. It's it's their combo pack. It's the standard. They would probably suggest it. I don't think anybody is like, no, lipo. 
Right, I would want lipo. A lot of places, you have to add it on. In fact, in Oregon, they were like, oh, it's an additional $2,000 for lipo of that area. Wow. One area. Wow. Oh, man. Looks like I'm going to have to go to Miami. Yeah. (laughs) It's okay. I'll go with you. Okay. (laughs) Let me know when you're going. I want to go back. There we go. We'll do a girl's trip to get Melanie (laughs) plastic surgery. I'm down. I want a butt lift. Oh. Yes. Okay. Interesting. You're not done. She's not done. We're going to get to that. Yes. <laughs> um, but back up. So you're in surgery day. How yeah. And you have to be there at 530 in the morning? 530. So I went back about 6, met the anesthesiologist. He was super sweet. I told him my concerns. Um, I get really sick waking up. Okay. And he's like, oh, I'll take care of you. I'll take care of you. And he's such a sweetheart. Everyone was pretty nice when I went back into the um, room and then jumping on the table. It was so weird. It was just a small room like... This was the size of my operating room. Wow. So this is like a 10 by 10 room. Yeah. Maybe not even that. With a thin table on. And I hopped on. I hopped on. They didn't wheel me back there. So yeah. I don't know how many surgeries you've had. Because usually. I, I had to hop onto the table. Okay. I've never hopped on. Yeah. yeah, ditto. I've had yeah. a lot of surgeries. And they always move me back. So I'm like, this is interesting. Yeah. It was really weird. Yeah. You're like, oh, this is really happening. Exactly. Yeah, it was real. I remember her. The nurse taking off the panties that they gave me. And as she was ripping them, she was winking at me. I'm like, oh, you naughty girl. <laughs> nice. That's and awesome. And then you were, and you were out. I was out. And I woke up about three, four hours later. Okay. I don't really remember time frame. But I just remember going, pain, pain, ouch, it hurts. It was intense. Yeah. yeah. Now, is it more of a, like, sharp pain or is it, like, a pressure pain? Do you remember? everything on fire you're getting ripped open burning stabbing oh wow that's a lot of pain everyone describes it as the worst pain in their life and yeah it's true it's 100 like would i want to do it again please don't fail me (laughs) no i i wouldn't want to like i to go through that once was enough Mm -hmm. like i'm gonna do my butt instead And I hear that's even worse. So it sounds like you'll, you'll still do plastic surgery again. Yes, though, it hasn't scared me, pain. scared me away. Uh, gosh, the pain that was so intense. Yeah. Like, the muscle repaired to breathe. You couldn't breathe. Oh, okay. So it might prepare be, yourself. Like, yeah. Very shallow, shallow breathing. Very. Like, I got a machine. A lot of girls recommended, like, a breathing machine. I can't remember the apparatus name, but, like... You breathe into it and you have to get to certain levels because oh, yeah. you're in so much pain. I Going through the tummy tuck was so rewarding, but there's a lot of girls that had to do it twice because their muscle repair failed. Oh. And that's why I'm saying yeah. I wouldn't want to do it again, but if I had to, I probably would. Okay. okay. Well, then you know it's not it's a pain that you can get over. It's, it's not crippling. Because I've heard of other people saying that like it wasn't actually bad at all, so it's just weird. And maybe just like a style or something mm-hmm. or a technique or I don't know. Are you just I've, everybody's different too? Everybody's, everybody's different. I thought I had a very high pain tolerance. It was just the muscle repair that really got me. Okay. And I think he did get me a little bit tighter because I had such a good um, separation of the. I'm a massage therapist and I can't think of the freaking name. <laughs> it's okay. Your abdominal muscles? Yeah, the diaphragm. That came right in the middle. Yeah. Of your abdomen. Thank you. Well, can you say that for me? Because I can't. Yeah. Diastasis recti, I believe. Diastasis recti. Yeah. There we go. Muscle separation. Yes. Marcus for the win again. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, 
Okay. I think mine was a little bit more intense, and that's why I felt it. My surgery sisters also had a great deal of pain. Um, they had their breast stunned as well, but then there was two of us. Three of us total, so two other surgery sisters. One on, like, day three was, like, practically doing jumping jacks. So, wow. Like, wow. She got over hers real quick. Yeah, okay. The other girl and I, we we hold on to our pain, I guess. Okay. It was intense for us. Okay. okay. So it is. So li- yeah, literally, it's different for you everybody. Just don't know. Yeah. So because prepare we're like, for the worst. Gabby, yeah. are you what what pain medicine did you get? Yeah. <laughs> why are you up doing stuff? Why aren't I? Yeah, that is a question of mine. Why, if you're in that much pain, why weren't you on any? Like, what kind of painkillers were you even on? Uh, because I have allergies, I had to be on the the strong stuff, like Oxy. They okay. prescribe you, I think, like Vicodin, Tramadol. Tramadol is what they gave uh, me. And I, I hear Tramadol is, like, for cramps. I don't take any type of pain medicine. I try to do all I natural. Either. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I they gave me Tramadol, but I already had some pain killers left over from a previous surgery when I had my tubes um, removed. Mm. And so I took, I think I had 13 left with me, and I took those, and that's what I used to get through. Wow. So they don't have, like, an IV in you that has, like, morphine or whatever just to make sure you're cool for a while until, like, later on? No. No. Uh, (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I didn't sign up for the comfort and joy of plastic surgery, and that's why— I paid such less. It was okay. an in-and-out procedure. Mm. Um, I pretty much woke up, I wouldn't say in the parking garage, but um, <laughs> it doesn't huh. sound that bad. Okay, um. <laughs> okay, so I woke up. Well, you just described the room to us, and then now you're getting pushed out in a parking garage. Now I'm a little nervous. Well, yeah. the doctor does four girls a day. Okay. So and mine was quick. the least. I mean, mine okay. was three to four hour surgery, and I only had a tummy. And so the doctor does boobs and tummy right and those are about six hours and he does four girls so they want to be able to have the beds available after recovery this is their system that they have which is so they just kick you out how long are you there after um i say they're extra long because i was so out of it i wanted to make sure i peed before Mm. i left and they're like oh no you'll you'll be fine i'm like no i gotta pee i gotta pee that's surprising that they wouldn't at least have you like pee and like Make sure that you are good in that front before they send you. So that was normal for me. So I'm like, I'm going to make sure I pee. There were some things that I knew I went into this, like, I'm going to put my foot down. Yeah. And so peeing was one of them. Wow. And they sat me in a wheelchair yeah, with a bedpan sure. underneath me. Oh, wow. And I sat there for probably an hour until I peed. Holy shit. And then as soon as I peed, they took it away and they put me in the elevator and wheeled me to the parking garage where my... um husband at the time met me and picked me up in the car and then I was put put in the car and drove back to the hotel and I stayed there for recovery holy wow. shit wow yeah that's, that's a, a little that's a little that's uh, intense. I didn't sign yeah. up for the comfort and joy now if I were to have surgery here and pay the twenty thousand dollars I would have stayed overnight I would have had an IV pain pump for 24 hours yeah yeah so, I mean, <laughs> you, you could have the comfort like, okay. and joy I did my research so there, so there is there is a difference. I didn't understand. Like, I obviously with like pricing, I figured, mm-hmm. but I wasn't sure. Like, what does that mean? What 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 perks are you not getting? So it's the it's literally the overnight stay with painkillers. Yeah, there's a Got lot it. more adding to that. It's not just the price of the surgery. There's right. addition. I there's mean, benefits. the um, anesthesiologist um, here was five thousand mm. dollars just for me to go to sleep. 
Yeah, we're expensive. This is mm-hmm. we bill very high here because mm-hmm. yeah, I deal with billing all the time. But I'm like, holy hell! Yeah, so. Okay, so. I was able to do $5,500 for everything. Pros right. and cons. I did my research and I felt comfortable with my decision. Yes. Whether yeah. so, And you're happy with the results. 100%. Now, so you're good with what the choices that you made yeah, throughout that 100%. process. Yeah, 100%. I did my research and I'm happy with my choice. It may not be, my doctor may not be your doctor. That's okay. Right. Yeah. Do your research. That's yeah. really what I suggest. Yeah. Well, and obviously he does good work. So, I mean, <laughs> I mean, when his system works. Yeah, yeah. It just it doesn't it just has to fit your personality. I think. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. that's kind exactly. of like the deal. So like, so you went home. Like, no, well, you didn't go home. You I went, went to the, the hotel. hotel. So yeah. how long did you stay in Miami after? We we were in Miami for two weeks because after you have surgery, you have to stay there for at least nine days. Okay, mm-hmm. so there is some rules because here. you there's total rules that you have to follow because blood clots are a thing. Yeah, because you're yeah you don't oh in air that. travel you mm-hmm. could yeah. that's why you're grounded yeah for nine days post op okay. And, and on top of that, you really don't want to move. You just want to I bet. make sure you get your two-hour walks in. Okay. And yeah. those were excruciating. Oh, I'm sure. When did when did the pain eventually like, stop for you? How long did it take? Once I was able to get pain medicine, because they don't give you any pain medicine there. They When I'm under, they give my prescription to whoever I'm with. Okay. And then they go out and go pick up the prescription. Got it. And antibiotics... And the blood thinners, because you're on blood thinners for 14 days. And that's a shot in your arm. Got it. And I freaked out about that. Yeah. I freaked out. I'm like, a shot? I don't want to take a shot. I can't do that. Uh, yeah. And then my ex-husband was like, oh, I'm going to faint. I'm like, oh, gosh. How am I taking you? I wanted to hire a nurse. Oh, okay. But he's yeah. insisted. Well, I get that. They want to be there. Yeah, but I had I was relying on somebody to, like, take care of me and keep me alive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. Totally understand. Like, bring both. <laughs> yeah. 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 Get yeah. a so nurse a and a Hiring a nurse is such a thing. Okay. And so. Is it expensive? It can be. It will okay. add up. But Miami is a little bit more affordable. It's just, Miami's fun. Go adventure Miami and find out. Oh, I, would, I would love Miami to go yeah. to Miami. I would love to go to Miami, too. <laughs> that, I think it'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, so we have a few questions for from the, you from the audience, from, from the, the audience, the followers. Um, so the first one is I've heard that swelling is a serious issue after you have plastics done. How bad has your swelling been and what can you do to prevent it? Uh, swelling. Uh, yeah. So there's a lot of things. Swelling is the worst. It's like the devil because diet really plays into that. Like I said, cheese. Oh, okay. So you eat something that had too much sodium and you feel it for like the good 24 hours afterwards. And it feels like you're going to bust out of your skin. Mm. Oh, no. It's so uncomfortable. And it I had my swelling for a good six months. Okay. It goes down month by month. Month by month, it goes down and gets better. Um, But uh, a Faha is what I use to really help control um, the swelling for compression what's faha faha is a garment that is used it's um a colombian i think type of garment okay um it's very much recommended required by my doctor and again that was something that was different from my research from here and there okay it's required for six months to a year after plastics oh interesting so you just wrap it around your your stomach or how does it work it's a whole garment and so you step into it and there's like 20 hooks Okay. Like eye hooks. Eye hooks, hook mm-hmm. and eye, hook and eye. And there's like a pee hole. So again, your chibi cups right there so you don't have to undo it. Like nice. there's so many good reasons it's for like that. Yeah, like a sphinx almost. Like yeah, a, yeah, like a high 
high compression Sphinx. And there's different levels of that. And so I started in a stage one. And they put you in a stage one, which is a binder that wraps you. And that helps control your swelling. So I was in a binder for six weeks until I was able to have my incision close and get into a faja. Okay. And a faja, when you first get it, it looks like it's six sizes too small. (laughs) I actually had my daughter put it on. And I was like... It almost fits you, and I'm supposed to squeeze into that? Oh, my goodness. Took me 10 minutes to put it on. I had my son video it, and oh, my God, the video was like, it's bad. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Love it. Oh, my goodness. And it just kind of holds everything in, and it helps prevent swelling? It kind of helps prevent the fluids from hanging out in that area, because any type of surgery, you're going to have the inflammation come to the area. It's just very common when you're having your body sliced open for any invasive procedure. So it just helps, yeah, push things through. And and it also shapes the body. So it helps give you the hourglass figure. And it's really common after Brazilian butt lifts, which is known as a BBL. So I might have said BBL. It's a Brazilian Mm. butt lift. Okay. It's getting a booty. Um, And take your own fat and get your booty. And so the paha will shape the booty into a nice... So I also will get that benefit as I wear it. It will kind of perk up my butt and then oh. suck in my tummy and give me an hourglass. And it makes me feel more um, relaxed on my muscle repair. Okay. It's not so much stress on me. Because okay. you're not trying to hold it in yourself. Mm-hmm. Okay. That makes sense. When were you able to work out again? Um, I got back on the elliptical, I think, around four months. Okay. Um, but no ab work until about eight months it it hurt still i mean sometimes i still get a little bit crampy and i can feel the pull i just just listen to your body okay Um, some people do start at six months or earlier Uh, they fear with the muscle repair not being you know 100 percent set in there they want it a lot of times recommend to a year oh for any ab workouts Mm -hmm. so you could do a long time like, I guess, would running be okay? Because you're moving a lot. I just don't know. Yeah, running would be fine. They're talking about more like setups and oh, so like more just... of the bending and twisting because you have the stitching here. Right. And like even me tensing right now, I can feel my... So no yoga for you. I was going to say, does that mean yeah. no yoga then? You probably have to do modified yoga. Yeah. And just listen to your body. If it's causing too much of a pull or stress, you'd be like, okay, I'm going to have to move positions. Because even when I'm doing massage, mm-hmm. I'd be like, oh, I can't do that. Let me go ahead and reposition. And so it's all about listening to your body. And you're a year out and you're still feeling some randomness. That it's, happens. it's really common. Some people don't even go back to a normal feeling and they just get used to this. And I'm yeah. feeling that's what I'm going to be doing. Okay. Yeah. Because it has been almost a year and you're still getting it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, it gets a little bit better. But so swelling, yeah, totally a thing. And totally. I feel even to this day, almost a year out, I f- sometimes get swollen and bloated. And you just feel it a lot quicker. And your biggest prevention is just like watching your sodium. And water intake, yeah. And water intake. So making sure that you're getting enough water and then very closely keeping an eye on your sodium levels. Yeah. Okay. I'm so used to almost a no-sodium diet. Okay. Um, surgery so, with no sodium. Oh, wow. Okay. So with the water, could you technically have too much water? Is that a, a deal or no? I don't think that it would be. Because we know some girls that drink a gallon a day, you know, like those those chicks. Like, is that, could they still be safe drinking that Absolutely. much water? I mean, okay. I think the goal is to drink your half your body weight in, in ounces. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So a gallon of water... I, I it definitely seems like a lot. Their bladder can handle it. Yeah, then, yeah. You know, twenty four hours to drink a gallon, I guess. 
That's true. I did it yeah. once and it was, it's not as hard as I thought it was going to be, but I had to put some effort into it. I didn't realize like I do drink almost like a hundred and something ounces of water. That's so crazy. So I'm just naturally between the tea and the water. Mm-hmm. But then that last couple, like two hours was killing me. I was like, oh my God. I can't <laughs> imagine because first thing in the morning I get up and I have my two cups of coffee and then I drink nothing but tea for the next three, four hours. And... I'm peeing every five seconds. So, and I don't get enough water. No, my don't. Day, so. She doesn't. <laughs> I yell at her all the time. Yeah, I definitely like, need to get more. So, that question was from Christy. So, thanks, Christy, yeah, for your question. Christy, Christy. She's pretty um, awesome. We do have another one for you. So, Desiree from our Instagram um, said... I'm a single person and I'm looking at a TT first and arm lift at later date. I'm wondering how many days minimum you need a second hand to help since I will likely need to hire a nurse, no significant other family member nearby to assist. I am most worried about the bathroom situation, especially with arms. Like, does somebody also need to help clean you? This is such an indelicate question, but what scares me the most? Yeah, so... That's a thing. Um, definitely want to have somebody with you for at least seven days. Okay. Um, if your pain tolerance is worse, then you might have to go a week and a half, two weeks. I was able to move around and cook food by day seven. Okay. And I was going to the Zoo Miami by day nine. So Okay. Um, totally doable as a single person just hiring the help at first because there's okay. no way you're going to be able to get the first three days Um at all because you have to have somebody like feed you and mm-hmm. give you your meds. You're just so out of it. You yeah. just want to be out of it. Yeah. Drug yourself up for those first three days. Yes. And then once you get past those days, you're just kind of like, okay, new normal. Okay. Each day gets better. Each awesome. day gets better. And that's what you have to tell yourself. Mm-hmm. Okay, so like, I can only give you flashbacks to like the main event. Like that was intense for me. That mm-hmm. was intense. Yeah. Yeah. But each day gets better. I, I feel like that's important for people to know that. There is an intense pain, but it does get better. does get better. There is an end in sight. And the fact that you can overcome it, like you can do that. It's just another thing that you can do. Yeah. Two surgeries is definitely a thing. A lot of people do the combo surgeries, um, cleaning yourself. Mm -hmm. So because you're in the garment and not all doctors want you to take a shower right away. I think some doctors want you to wait until the tape falls off. That's seven to 14 days before you can take a shower. I don't think I could do that. So you are like sponge bathing, sponge bathing yourself. Yeah. Um, My doctor wanted us to take a shower the very next day. Wow. How was that? hard <laughs> right um you have drains so after you have surgery you have drains i had drains in my pubic area i was oh, gonna wow. ask because i was gonna ask what the bags were i noticed yes. that's always in the front i had a feeling one was a catheter maybe no no, no catheter you pee on your own but there's oh that's um, right drains yeah. um and there are drainless tummy tucks i'm not familiar with those but people do have good results um so i had two drains in my pubic area and if you have breasts, they were putting brain, drains in the breasts as well okay. to help prevent f- infection and swelling and things like that. Okay. Um, drains, you have to keep in until they drain less than 25 cc's. And so you just keep an eye on it and you have to take care of those. And so a lanyard is what I would use while showering because um, I cleaned myself daily. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I also kept a peri bottle from when I had my kids. And that's just like the squirt bottle that you put in. And that was something that I used when, if I did poop and okay. I didn't want to shower or something, like you could 
wash yourself still or if there's yeah you can still reach and move and mm-hmm. do all those things yourself that's a good idea okay. too okay so you would definitely need somebody to help clean you or did you do it all by yourself i had help getting in and out of the shower and putting the dial on but i was it was just more of like making sure i didn't fall Okay. Right. You are still drugged up and you are still loopy and you get slippery when wet. So <laughs> <laughs> that's what she said. I knew you were going to okay. do it. I knew you were going to do Only it. Only one of the. So it sounds like she, she would, this list lady that asked this question, would probably need a nurse a solid two weeks. Like that's what I would think, right? Or, or just, or like a solid week. I would say a solid week. Solid Give yourself week. a okay. week because the body does heal as long as you're intaking enough protein and water. And they pushed iron for us, liquid iron. Oh, okay. okay. And there's better iron out there for you. And vitamin C was another thing they pushed. Okay. So, I mean, as long as you're taking the proper precautions, you can heal and you, you know, should be able to be fine after day seven. Nice. Awesome. So okay. Seven days on that. All right. Very cool. Thank you, Desiree. Now, you were talking about, like, the t- like typically there's two surgeries. So you're talking about, like, the how they do the boobs and the bottom together? There's a lot of combo surgeries. Okay. Um, and it's usually, like, tummy tuck thighs, tummy tuck boobs, boobs arms, uh, tummy tuck arms. You can't really combo the butt because you can't sit on your butt after surgery. Mm, yeah. Okay. There are places that do combo tummy tuck and booty, and they can make it work, but... I don't want to do that. That's no, right. <laughs> well, yeah, I feel like that would worry for infection would be really bad for me because you can't. I mean, either way, you're laying on yeah, a section you that you've had done. Yeah. Like, and it sounds oh, painful. That yeah. sounds real painful. Yeah. I, I mean, that's the reason why I only did one surgery at a time is because I didn't want to overwhelm my body with mm-hmm. pain either. Yeah. That makes um, sense. And I wasn't sure with my boobs. And so I didn't do them. Okay. So but you were, you were thinking about it. I was thinking about it because, you know, my butter cubes need to probably be a little bit more <laughs> perky. asshole doctor. <laughs> oh, my God. goodness. My goodness. Um, what steered you away from getting boobs? Um, my ex-husband didn't really want to see any scars because okay. they would have to take off the nipple mm-hmm. and take an incision down below and then an anchor pretty much. A okay. lollipop scar is what they call it. Okay. It. Okay. And it's a, it's, it's a lot pretty invasive yeah. yeah um if you if your ex-husband wasn't in the picture would you go back and do them i i have thought about it but the way my body is how i'm allergic to so many different things mm. i'm afraid that i'll get the breast implants illness because mm. i hear it's a thing i actually knew a girl that had her an explant done because mm. she was sick and she looks amazing now without them yeah huh. she looks healthy now got it got it um, and so with how my body is, I don't think I would get okay. them. And I don't I don't want any additional scars either. Yeah. yeah. And so I wouldn't get them lifted. So what is the implant? No, the illness that you were describing. What is that? Um, I'm not all that familiar with it. But okay. the illnesses that I've heard is like headaches and just fatigue and overwhelm, um, just not feeling like yourself. Um, okay. I see people getting thinner. Hmm. And that's kind of how she almost looked like she was sick all the time. Mm. Getting so, weaker immune system as well. Is that like her body's rejecting the, the implant then? Essentially. That, essentially? how okay. I'm understanding it. And okay. so with how finicky my body is, I don't really want to... Yeah, why I not go through yeah. it? I'll just do a good push-up bra. <laughs> and if you're comfortable with it, then yeah, go I'm with fine. it. Yeah, I'm fine. Yeah. Okay. It's your body, so. All right, cool. 
Tiffany would like us to touch on uh, insurance. And I know you paid out of pocket. Um, so we may need to do a poll on our Instagram to kind of get that because she wants to know, did their insurance pay, which you, yours didn't. No, I was denied because I didn't have any pre-existing conditions. Okay. I was pretty much told that if I were to have like a gastric bypass or things like that, then my chances of getting the surgery for a tummy tuck would have been higher because um, it would have caused the excess skin. Oh, okay. got it. Because a weight loss is natural and not surgical, then it's not associated from what I was understanding of my denial. Okay. But I did try. You did try. Okay. Um, we'll, we will get that answer on um, Serenity's episode because her insurance paid for Ooh. a partial of hers. Yay. That's right. exciting. Yeah, because they want to know what conditions need to be met, what procedures are covered, and if not, why. So, mm. um I didn't have any type of rashes. I kept it very dry, clean, my area. I, I just I've to... heard that's a thing. So, like, if you have a certain amount of rashes over a certain mm -hmm. amount of time, if document you docu it. Yeah, document it. Um, the second part of her question is, uh, what is the best time to consider plastics as soon as goal weight is met? Question mark. Six months at goal weight. One year out. What do you, What's your opinion? I did mine last year, and I met goal weight in 2016, so I did three years, and I felt that was a pretty decent time because you want to make sure that you're at a comfortable weight, mm -hmm. and you want to make sure that you're toned enough and you're mm -hmm. you're mentally prepared for it because yes. you're you're gonna have a little bit of a depression after surgery because okay. you're not gonna come out thin and skinny and feeling like a supermodel. Okay. You're coming out feeling horrible and in pain and swelling that's lasting for six months. And you're like, what the fuck did I just do? Yeah. yeah. You yeah. get into this, like, I shouldn't have done it kind of mind frame. And there's a lot of girls that will post like, what did I do to myself? Mm. So you really want to prepare mm -hmm. yourself for that. And I would say a good year to two years at your goal weight. Okay. Just to be mentally prepared of where you're at. Mentally and, prepared. And knowing that. Research. Well, weight can go up and down. So you want to make sure that you're going to be stable. You I don't want to get all this, put all this money into plastic surgery and then gain weight back. So. Well, and to figure out if you're comfortable in that body. Because, mm -hmm. like, you might hit goal weight but not be comfortable there. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I did feel that way. So my lowest that I got down to was about 142. And I just felt like I looked a little bit better with more muscle and a little bit more fluff in my face. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And a little more meat on your yeah. bones. Yeah. Yeah. So I was able to like play around a little bit and figure out 150 is where I want to be. I went into surgery at 156. Okay. okay. And so, so when you drop the six pounds of skin, you're there you are. Yeah. But uh, and I have swelling and all that thing. Right. So my body is kind of accommodated. And over time, I'm just happy at 155. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. I mean, we go through the same thing. I mean, you don't really know what your goal weight is. I mean, I had a goal weight of 160, but then I've kind of gone past that. You've surpassed that. Yeah. What, but I'm comfortable at 140, 145. So, I mean, what I thought was my goal weight wasn't my actual goal weight. Yeah, so, you got to play around a little mm -hmm. bit because that number you can control. And exactly. if I want to go down to 145, I know I, I could. I've, I've done it before. Exactly. And I was always told, you know, after pregnancy, your body changes so much. And so give yourself a year if you're wanting to do anything else. And so mm. I kind of took that same mind frame into after my weight loss, I'm going to give my body a year to kind of like regulate my hormones and all mm. that. Because after my weight loss, I was a heavy sweater. Like my hormones went Berserk. That's crazy. 
And I did everything naturally. Like, yeah. So it just happened. I gave my body a little bit time to like say, hey, this is normal now. The, the new normal yeah. gives the adjustment. Mm-hmm. So I think one of my last questions is, is that having, after you're done with plastic surgery, say we're six, seven months out, how is this affecting like relationships, friends, family? Has like anything changed really? I was pretty open about it um, with my clients and with my friends. I didn't get any negativity at all okay. when it came to my support team. Um, everyone was very much encouraging. So, which is awesome. I didn't, yeah. yeah, it was amazing. I didn't have any lost relationships and um, or clients because I was a little worried about that. Um, but everyone understood that it was because I had six pounds of skin and mm-hmm. it was a health issue. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Well, and it's, you wanted to feel good about yourself and that was what you, that was one of your steps. I think that's totally doable. Well, do you feel different though after you've lost all the weight and like had the uh, plastic surgery? Like, do you feel more confident than you've ever been? Like, was there any changes like in that aspect? Um, no, I'm still trying to show my skin off. I see what I want, Mm -hmm. but to actually, it's, it's not, yeah, who I am. Like, I'm still trying to develop me. Okay. It's a progress when you're an adult and you have kids. you got to yeah. find out who you are. And so yeah. I do have the ability to wear bikinis. Very nice. I'm still finding myself covering up because it's just like, is that too much skin yet? Like, mm. so I wouldn't say that I want to just expose myself because I have a new tummy. I don't, I don't think right. it makes any difference. I'm still who I am. Good. That's awesome. I love it. I would say, like, do you carry yourself differently, though? Do you feel more confident in this skin or? Most definitely. I'm happier Um, when I'm wearing dresses, summer dresses. It's nice not to see my stomach. Yeah. I like having the hourglass shape. And it gives me new focuses now and new goals that I want. And if I... Wanting to wear shorter shorts, then I know I got to work on my thighs a little bit better. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. I very, love that. Very nice. Um, it's so hard to find, like, finding that balance of, like, oh, I'm okay wearing shorts. Or, uh, maybe not today. <laughs> it goes back and forth, I think. Even yeah. just with, I mean, not having plastic surgery. Even with dropping the weight, whether through um, surgery or naturally it's it's hard to find that balance of what you look like, I think. Yes, uh, identifying yourself is exactly still a challenge. Sometimes I still feel like I'm bigger, and then other days I'm like, I can rock that tube top. Yeah, like, or I mm-hmm. rock that crop top. That's how I felt on Saturday, because I wore my first um, bodysuit, and then I had, like, a skirt all over it, and I felt, like, just tiny in it. I felt great, and I was like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, like, my confidence is, like, you going so to the cute. roof. And then, like, today I feel like... I like the shirt that you made, but now I feel, <laughs> for some reason, I feel fat and gross in it. I don't know why. It's, but it's, it's just a mental thing. It's, it's just totally mental. Body dysmorphia. Yeah, it's so frustrating. Mm-hmm. So even after the tummy tuck, I still kind of like have to give myself more of the confidence yeah. and push myself because I want to fall back into hiding. And I'm like, no, don't. Yeah. No, don't. No, no. You look have amazing. Fun. So. <laughs> Show thank it off. you. Thank you. Show it That's off. what I keep trying to tell myself is just have the confidence that I'm envisioning in my head. Mm-hmm. Yes. So yeah. that's what I mean by still finding myself. That You'll get sense. there. You'll get there slowly. 
But yeah, I did do a boudoir photo shoot in February. You did. Yeah, she that... did it at my work. <laughs> nice. Nice. That, that was amazing. I appreciate your help. Yes, of course. And that was really a, a body self-esteem booster to see myself mm-hmm. in the pictures. Because I did a boudoir photo shoot before my surgery, too. And I can see in my face. And they're not, like risque or anything like that you can mm-hmm. just see the happiness oh you get a certain you're glowing yeah, yeah. She, you get a, gl- a non-pregnancy glow going on and i don't even have to show off my body it's just finally loving myself you're feeling because so this is how i mm-hmm. envision myself not what everyone else envisioned me mm-hmm. how i finally got yeah. to envision myself that's freaking awesome how do you how do you deal with the scar how are you with that it's not too bad okay. it's getting lighter and lighter my right side is definitely darker Mm. Um, I had a little bit more of spitting stitches. That's when the stitches don't dissolve and they come oh. out. And a lot of times um, you can clip it and it will go away. And, and sometimes it will get bigger and split open. Okay. Um, so I had an area that didn't go away very well. Okay. And so I have a more of a scarring on that side. And that's the side that is more attached to my hip. And so I do cupping more on that side and scraping mm. to kind of break it up and give me more range of motion. Because okay. I don't feel normal because there's scar tissue still. And you can, and I can feel, feel it. feel that adhering to my body. That makes sense. But I, everything that you do with cupping and, massage. I mean, massage and all of that is going to help. Yeah, and massage was really pushed after surgery. They they actually had a massage there in the clinic that I went to post-op. And they recommend getting at least two massages a week to kind of help move fluid because that also mm-hmm. will help with swelling. Yep. I kind of trained my ex-husband what to do to help move that because I am trained in lymphatic massage. Mm -hmm. Um, But lymphatic massage and surgery lymphatic massage is two different worlds. I bet. I learned that real quick. Yes. Which was (laughs) fun. Yeah. A lot of different things to be done. Okay. All right. So one last question. Kelly's question. Um, So with your confidence boosting, do you think that had anything to do with you being newly separated or divorced from your husband? No, not at all. Okay. I felt like my we grew apart uh, more so than anything with my body changing. Okay. So it didn't I have anything to do with like your body and then your confidence boost and your energy levels and things like that? No, because it was something I was planning years ago Okay. Uh, for my surgery. And I was actually going to hire a nurse um, when I was down in Florida and have somebody to take care of me, but he insisted to go. So, right. I mean, whether I would be married or not, you I would still, have had yeah, You still would have done. Yeah. I don't think it's changed anything. I or, think some of our listeners are worried that, like, after they have these types of surgeries, that yes. that could come into play for them later with their spouses, maybe not liking the new them. You know what I mean? In a I've sense. heard that. And, and again, I did take that in consideration because I he is persuasion did weigh on my boobs and stuff. Mm-hmm. But... I just feel like, listen to yourself. Why worry about that? I Somebody mean, else, yeah. I get well, that, that your other half and things yeah, like that. Yes. But ultimately, it comes down to exactly. your happiness. Exactly. Excellent. So. All right. Well, well, thank you for being here. We appreciate yeah, thank it. You. Yeah, thank fun. you guys for listening. <laughs> Have a good guys. night, guys. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Hey, listeners, if you enjoyed your time with us, please rate, review, and subscribe on any platform you get your podcast. Check us out on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Join us on patreon.com forward slash OSLP where you can get exclusive content. We would like to give a big thank you to Anne-Marie Cruz for our logo, Eric Vaughn for our music, Nick Dukes for our graphic and web designs, and of course, the most amazing producer in the world, Marcus with Juniper Productions.
Thanks for listening to Our Sleep Life, a podcast for patients by patients. Guess what, guys? We are not doctors. So (laughs) we are not. We are not. This is your disclaimer. If you are making any major medical decisions, you need to consult a doctor. That includes diets, surgeries, exercise. Yes. We're going off experience only. We love you guys. We don't want you to get hurt. So consult a professional when making any medical decisions.